0: Hey guys, welcome back to the full-time show, SportsTars Indian Football Special Podcast, and we are back to discuss all the happenings or the latest happenings from the Indian Super League. And I am your host Sham Vasudevan. and I am with my colleague Ashim Prasad here today. Hi, Ashim, welcome back.
1: Hi, Sham, what's up, man?
0: Another week, another <laughs> another podcast with all the happenings in the Indian Super League. Mubat, I think probably the last week was, um, had, I think, the best football so far since yeah. I started november had a bunch of really close games uh, and a bunch of great goals and as always a bunch of dubious decisions as well which has been kind of the this streak this season if i if i remember it that way but i think i would like to start off by talking to you about the latest game that we watched which was yesterday when hyderabad fc uh, beat scs bengal 3-2 yeah i think that probably was one of the most exciting entertaining games we've seen so far
1: yes i would i would say that because like like you mentioned like how the football has improved and maybe like we were like a bit uh, critical at the start uh, of the season because teams were like you know, to be fair to them like they did have a short pre-season like you know some new players coming in uh, mm. with the whole issues with the quarantine in you know, a bio bubble and, and all those issues uh, in place yeah, yeah it, it it was could it have Uh, We could have foreseen that like, you know, football uh, in the ISL wouldn't have gotten off to a great start. But I think like, I still want to like stick to how ATK, Mohan Bagan and Kerala Basser should never start the Indian Super League season. (laughs) Because they, whatever it is, they manage to like, you know, uh, play off a dull game. Yeah, so, uh, Hyderabad, they are starting to look like, you know, one of the teams to reckon with, to take notice. They have some quality young Indian players, which is what is uh, excites me. Uh, I'm sure yeah. you agree as well. Hitesh Sharma, who was formerly with ATK, uh, Mohamed, okay. he did have. He was one of the standout uh, performers in what was a disappointing season last year. Like he played a handful yeah. of games and he he did look good, and uh, he seems to have taken his game to another level under Manuel Marquez Roca. And, uh, there is more, uh, Listen Colasso, who was, who, who has been talked about a lot, even when he was at FC Goa, but he didn't get enough chances. And, mm. uh, and also the young fullbacks, Akash Mishra and Ashish Rai. And all of, right. all these five guys I mentioned, they are either 20, 21, 22. It, mm. So they are the core of the team. Like, I, I I was writing one of the copies yesterday where I called them Roka's rookies. Like, <laughs> alliteration. <laughs> I, I just couldn't resist. So, yeah. Like, it it has all the makings of, like, you know, how a good coach, when he has, when he uh, gets to work with promising young Indian players, he can do a lot of good things for them. And they also have some good foreign players. The, also, the most heartening thing is that, like, without the foreign players in this setup, you know, because, yeah, injuries. They have played well, uh, like taking the game to ATK Mohan Bagan and uh, SE East Bengal. East Bengal didn't have uh, much chances in the game. Like even Fowler admitted, admitted right? Like uh, mm. even the goal, we felt like it wasn't uh, something which we deserved. The first half was a poor performance. And yeah. Hyderabad in the second half made sure that like you know their dominance counted. What about you, like? Uh, Impressed uh, about Hyderabad?
0: No, yeah, like you said rightly, pointed. It's been the youngsters who've been the driving force in this team. I mean, for a team to you know uh, hold 80 game Bagan to a draw with only two foreigners, yeah. and then to come on and beat S.C. Bengal with only three foreigners, which just tells you the tale as to how good their Indian, um, in- Indian youngsters have been. And I've been particularly impressed with Liston Kolaiko since the beginning of the season. The first game against Odisha, when he came on as a second half substitute, he was absolutely brilliant. And I think uh, even Roka mentioned it in yesterday's press conference that in, in big games like these, he prefers that Liston comes on as a substitute when the opposition is tired. And yeah. I think the minute he was introduced in the 45th minute, Liston was an absolute live buyer. He, he was all over the pitch. I, I, honest to God, I think the AC's Bank of players, the uh, defenders, struggled to contain his pace, and he was able to—he was able to make, make, make them look like schoolboys, like Scott <laughs> Neville. <laughs> yeah. That he, he wrapped him around his finger. That was where was he? What was the third goal here?
1: he had no clue who was going to go.
0: Like the it, it is exciting and encouraging and really, I mean, personally, it's really exciting to see a young youngster uh, put up such such such, such, a, such a good performance, and he came on in the forty-fifth minute. In 10 minutes, he won his first free kick. Second yeah. free kick, I think, which is the opening goal. Second goal, also, he made the pass for Santana to score within 15 seconds from kickoff. Well, yeah. And the third goal also was his. he made that fantastic run down the left. And then, very unselfish play. Very, very, very unselfish play to so later for Halichar and Narzari, who just literally yeah. had to get get a boot on it. And- so, I don't know. You know I, I have to stick my neck out here and say that I had initially said, Hyderabad FC don't look very good on paper and they would uh, perhaps find themselves at the bottom of the table once again this season mm. like last year but now with just the have they've come they've come together over the last uh, two to three matches i think it's been um, a phenomenal turnaround for them and full credit to manuel roca marquez yeah. full
1: credit and hyderabad uh, if you look at the stats like they've had the most number of shots this season uh, in five matches at 79 and Halichar and Nazari leads the chart with nineteen. And and the funniest thing is that like, you know, the goal which he scored is with was a tap in. <laughs> all, all throughout the throughout the season he's been taking shots from distance like left foot, right foot, from yeah. thirty yards, forty yards out. <laughs> the irony is that like, you know, goes mm-hmm. with the tap in. But yeah, like even to be fair, to be fair, I, I didn't know much about what uh Hyderabad was going to be. Uh, they were like a surprise mm. in the sense, like you know how who the foreigners were. I, I was not aware of, but like the fact that like they had gotten Albert Roca previously, uh, okay. mm. who said you could see that like there were some elements of what Roca wanted in the last few matches of Hyderabad last season, and I'm pretty sure like he might have had a lot of say in like you know how the season would have wanted to go, but. Again, a fair credit to Hyderabad's management to get in a uh, capable replacement to take forward that project. And he seems like a proper, like a in some ways like a headmaster kind of a coach who can drill these players to play a particular way. I think that's where like I'm seeing the difference between someone like a Fowler and a, mm. a coach like Roka. Mm. Uh, Fowler, we all know that like he doesn't have enough coaching experience and he is... In some ways, like rigidness, way of saying like I want to play this passing kind of a game. But you see the like evidence is there in the stats, right? And also you can see that. But uh, they have played thousand nine hundred and odd uh, passes, which is like the fifth best in the league. But they have just two goals to show for it. And even the two goals, which they almost it came out of nothing, right? And it's just so, like, passing for the sake of passing. Whereas if, if you see some a team like a Hyderabad FC. There's a lot of intensity, there's a lot of purpose, there's like driving forward with each, each, you know, each and one of those forward passes. Whereas like East Bengal, it's all, all the time, like, you know, passes uh, being played sideways. There's not much like meditative passes, there's no not, not much incision. So, maybe that's where like there's a contrast in those two teams and why also explains a lot about what uh, East Bengal hasn't been able to do this season. Hyderabad has a core, young Indian players who has a lot of energy, but even though it seems like a lot of players are coming back from injuries, uh, the foreigners, mm. are all. some of the foreigners are the uh, wrong side of 30s, uh, Indian players also, some senior players are the wrong side of 30s, so maybe the way he kind of, kind of wants to play, to be like he does have a point in saying like, you know, they are not able to execute uh, his methods from the training to the match day, but Again, like as a coach, you will also have to like say like okay, this is something which is not working for this team, and probably come up with something else as well. No, that's very likely said. But
0: I mean, while Fowler may have his, you know, um, his difficulties with East Bengal, but we can't take away the fact that he's still got an excellent squad at his disposal. He's got veterans. He's got um, well-established foreign players at his squad. Essentially, has the tools at his disposal. It's about him finding the winning combination at this point. Like, he has chopped and cut and, you know, rotated all of his players. Almost everyone has got a chance so far. But it's about him finding that winning combination. It's about him figuring out what works best for him. Like, for example, they've been, you no. Know, I think Aaron Hamadi Holloway's return is a big boost for them. Yeah. Because in the few minutes that he played in the second half yesterday, he was very impressive. He did. Even Roka admitted to the fact that when, you know, Holloway came in, they, uh, they struggled to actually contain um, uh, the pace and the intensity that he brought on. So, I think it's it's been, I mean, it's been a while, but I think Fowler still has to really, you know, get, get that winning combination going. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, I think um, um, Malono Marquez, in one of our previous interviews, has stated that he wants to rebuild this Hyderabad FC, mm-hmm. that he's got a very young team and wants to rebuild. And I think he's, like you said, a headmaster kind of approach. He's done a great job at it. He's actually, like, imbibed this new style of, attacking fearless play in his players, which which really shows on the pitch like even the youngsters like Anasi yesterday wasn't afraid to go, you know, head-to-head head or boot-to-boot boot with any of the big players. Like a Jack yeah. Magoma, Magoma looks massive compared to him, right? And he wasn't afraid. Like the fact yeah. is they're willing to put themselves on the line and they're willing to take, you know, go for the big tackles. And it was really, you know, um, endearing to see that he's actually um, inculcated that sort of uh, a football, you know, in his squad and also credit as well to aridan santana as well aridan santana has been mm. their uh, captain he's, he's led from the front he's i think backed four goals in as many games he was missing the previous match but he came back yesterday and i, I honestly feel he's like a very reassuring presence for them on the pitch in in terms of his demeanor in terms of his intensity in possession and the way he 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 just his general being on the pitch i feel is a, is a big boost for them cuz yeah. he's very motivating and how a lot of times he eggs on his younger yeah. younger players you know, look for this place look for that space It's a good pass, but look over there. He's more of a uh, uh, again a very motivating factor on the pitch, which I think just the combination works wonderfully well for them. And I think once, I mean, they've been really good with only two to three foreigners on the pitch, and now if uh, they can get the other foreigners fit as well, I think Hyderabad FC um, will be a fantastic team to watch. Could even be better. I mean, if that's
1: yeah, I'm like to to see see them see more of them this season. Considering the fact that like they have some really promising young youngsters, but yeah, we need to give them some time as well. Like there will be ups and downs, but mm. they ma- manage to like keep up some of the performance level throughout the season. Then they should have a they should have a successful season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think as it is from where they were last season, they had um, nine points last season from eighteen matches. No,
1: I think they managed more than nine, uh, which was 10-9's, like, ten ends like lowest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I got 10 matches, 10 points last season from 18 matches. They've already got 9 now from 5 <laughs> matches and are fifth on the table. Yeah. So, I think just, I mean, not a fair comparison, but just from that point of view itself, they have improved leaps and bounds. And, I mean, obviously, their football on the pitch is, is testament to that. And and moving to the other big game from the last match week was uh, Bengaluru FC beating Kerala Blasters 4-2. Which is yet another Southern Derby. We've got multiple Southern Derbies in the ISL this season, <laughs> over the last three seasons actually. But this wasn't really
1: much of a derby, was it? I mean, it was barely a derby. It's, it was barely yeah, it's, really a, it's not a rivalry anymore in the sen- in terms of recent performances. Like there is a lot of like interest. You see that like you know when we uh, cover these matches, mm-hmm. see the interest level for these matches is so much higher than the other games. But on in terms of a fair competition, uh, a fair rivalry, I don't think they are on a even keel. So yeah, like Bengal, I, I, I for once I thought like, okay, this could be Blaster's day uh, when this mm-hmm. first goal. But yeah, familiar problems came to the fore again. Defensive errors. They had uh, their captain, uh, one of their skippers, Costa, uh, missing. And they got in Lalru Atara. Uh, he was made, uh, culpable for two, two, uh, two of the goals he conceded. And backer uh, Khoni like we were discussing earlier, right? How uh, Phil Brown and on the uh, on the halftime show he was saying how this lad needs to like you know keep in keep himself in check because he is jumping around like too much and like you know he's going to make a mistake. And two minutes into into the second half, Christian opposite like he he didn't. He was not gonna cause any trouble with the run he, which he made in the box. He just sticks his leg out and like you know, concedes the penalty. And luckily yeah. for him, there like you know, Chetri uh, very surprisingly uh, missed the penalty. And yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so and again then he then like again gets pulled out of the defensive uh, from his place for the second goal. And you can see that three. Bengaluru players screwing up to score that goal. Yeah. It's mistake after mistake and... Um, blasters, I'm not... Like, there is some promise in the attack, but defence is what is going to cost them. I think. Yeah. What? I mean, we spoke about the same... We touched
0: on the same point last time as well. And I mean, it's just been... It's been a bit of a curse on the Blasters that they have injury concerns after injury concerns every season. Now, you know, without Sitansha and with, um, you know, cost outs out for the previous game, Sahal's yet to resume, yet to Sahal's, get back to fitness. Sahal's
1: uh, getting back to fitness.
0: Um, Correct. Available Still to see You know, all guns blazing. I think, I mean, uh, blasts have just been unfortunate. But there doesn't excuse their, you know, uh, below-par show on the pitch. Like, they started off well against Bangalore, started off pretty well. It looked like it would be, you know, an even contest. But mm. then as the game moved on, it just looked... I mean, you know, Bengaluru just did what Bengaluru do the best. They just slowly, slowly clawed their way into the game. And once yeah. they got that lead, there was no way to, you know, uh, really catch up with them. And I mean, it was sad, like, you know, an experienced defender, like, you know, uh, Bakare Kone, who's played for... Uh, who, who's played in the league on... the league one in the top division in in, in, in France. they give away, yeah. you know, to second... second was, was clearly out of... Uh, pulled out of position for the first one to give away the penalty in... in, in no, no. he wasn't the greatest tackle to make and he was clearly um, he, he just wasn't his place to make the tackle I feel he just wasn't wasn't the right move I would say if, I mean it's yeah. easy to say sitting here but it just wasn't the right thing to do at that point and somebody with his caliber would expect slightly better but I mean yeah Blasters' is, uh, misery just continues
1: they've been struggling um, and this, this is the first time they have failed to uh, win any of their first five matches in an ISL season yeah, things. Are, I think they are next facing uh, East Bengal. So two, two of them who are chasing their first. So hopefully we could see a first, uh, like a first win for either of those teams. But no, knowing how they are performing, yeah, I, 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 I I can see a draw coming.
0: So yeah, two winless teams will be facing against each other. And I mean, I, I, again, Ashin, what's the head to head between Blasters and uh, Bengaluru FC now?
1: I think it's uh, five wins out of seven for Bengaluru and one win for Blasters.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah. That kind of tells us the story of
0: that derby right there.
1: Yeah. I think like w- one of the most like uh, pleasing part from the game was how Bengaluru were uh, impressive from open play because mm-hmm. this, uh, coming coming into this game, yeah. Right, coming into this game, they had four goals out of five from uh, set pieces, and I think all all four of their goals against Blasters were from open play. And uh, they 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 conceded a goal from their own set piece. They failed to score a penalty, so they went like all anti and <laughs> They uh, yeah, so it you can see that like you know there is some kind of uh. Uh, fresh, not pressure but then like the team knows like you know that they have not been good like Chetri I, I don't think he has smiled all season like he has this like wincing uh, look in his face right. and they have been very critical about their own performances this season and uh, Chetri didn't like celebrate his goal as well probably because he missed the penalty earlier but he is mm-hmm. very uh, his demeanor is some, some of someone like who is not pleased with how the performances have been like so you can see that like you know they are striving for a level which is better than like what they have been in the last few months uh mm. in the last season yeah uh, a long way to go but it's a positive sign for bengaluru they and yeah. uh, christian upset Op- as well had a good game mm. i i like what he's doing like he won the penalty right and he had mm-hmm. like two other goals as well like he, i was unlucky not to have <laughs> goal nearly <like this.
0: laughs> yeah, got, got his first goal but then only for that small deflection of uh, yeah. uh, Eric Parton's
1: yeah so yeah like he he could have capped off a superb game uh, with a goal but yeah so positive signs for Benjuru going forward and Ashik another one Ashik has been impressive oh, yes. he had a good game uh, from the from the left back like yeah like hmm. I, I'm still not I'm still skeptical about like him playing as a left back, but yeah, uh, if he's able to turn it into positive performances, then like, what can we say? True,
0: as long as it's working for him. Yeah, that kind of sums up Bangalore FC so far. They've been, they haven't been at their best, but they've been able to get the job done. Mm-hmm. In five matches, they're still un- un- undefeated. They've got um, three draws and two wins, and are fifth, fourth on the table with nine mm-hmm. points. While the Kaila Blasters, five games down, uh, no wins to their name yet. Two draws and three losses, and they're down in the ninth position with two points. And that brings us to the third most exciting clash of the week, which was uh, Mumbai City's 1-1 draw with Jamshedpur. And I think this was uh, my um, uh, favorite game of the week, because Jamshedpur uh, took the lead in the ninth minute when, uh, when uh, Nerijis Valskis yet again um, found the back of the net. But again, uh, Mumbai stuck back six minutes later when uh, Bartholomew Ogbeche, who began, who started, who was in the starting 11 with um, fellow striker Adam Lefondre Fondre for only the second time this season, um, got on the score sheet. But I mean, the script completely changed. It looked like Jamshedpur was taking the attack to Mumbai. Mm. The high press was excellent and Mumbai actually looked unsettled. The opening, I think, 25 minutes at least, Mumbai actually looked unsettled and wet, you know, uh, weren't actually able to contain Jamshedpur's attack or create space for themselves. But then, um, as I had written in my match report, <laughs> disaster struck for Jamshedpur mm. as I thought Mondroy was sent off for a second yellow card. Which, I mean... Um, I wouldn't say harsh, but it was just... Silly, silly right? Was yeah. just the second foul was, was unnecessary in the centre of the pitch. Right under the referee's nose. There was no reason to lunge in like that. I think it was almost a double-footed double, foot, uh,
1: double footed challenge. Yeah. No, th- those are the tackles which could have gone horribly wrong as well. Like so. Fair play to the ref to, like, uh, get, that, get that spot on.
0: And There wasn't much to win. I mean, even if Monroe had won the ball there, there wasn't much to really... Neither was it going to be a scoring opportunity mm-hmm. for the opposition. Neither was he going to win the ball and break on the counter because his positioning was such that he, he wasn't going to win the ball. He was clearly late to it. But, I mean, he got himself sent off and then the course of the game completely changed. Mumbai almost had a chance to score the next... of the next very next play when the free kick was from the centre floated in and Bokbeji had a... Had mm-hmm. a low, an unmarked Ogbeja had a free volley, but then he couldn't find the target, and that remained the course. That remained uh, pretty much the uh, the pattern for the rest of the game. I think Mumbai dominated that. From there on, they had the better chances, and actually um, could have, should have won with a uh, with an easy three to one or four one margin. But I mean, Jamsheed defense was 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 phenomenal, despite think, having been reduced no- to like ten ten men for seventy minutes. After they were yeah. excellent. Do you think six Mumbai six missed six s- someone like uh, Bumu to unlock, correct. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. unlock Bumu- the defence? Correct, correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bumu's, I think, yeah, Bumu's has been their, uh, you know, fulcrum or their architect, if I may, uh, in, in midfield and, yeah, him, you know, sitting out because of a groin strain would have been a, uh, you know, was a major change in their starting lineup. Uh, him not being there was, was quite a shocker for all of us. And, I mean, had he been there, definitely with his, you know, um, his his ability to, ability to run into the box at will mm-hmm. to just you know chop his way past defenders at will is one of one of his biggest strengths and he's somebody you can shoot from distance as well mm-hmm. so I mean somebody who's so multifaceted to not be to not be around was pro- probably one of their um, um, weaknesses on the evening but I think um, take no credit away from the Jamshedpur defense even though uh, uh, Mumbai poured through through men forward and had so many chances I think Stephen Azee and uh, Peter Hartley were absolutely fantastic. Hartley yeah. especially made that one block in the eighty-fourth minute, I think, if I'm not mistaken, where he—I uh, forget the exact. Intercepted uh, the um, cross, no. cross
1: from the left. Is that what
0: it was? I think that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was because I think it was a man right behind him. Had he messed yeah. up that header, it would have be been an easy goal.
1: Yeah.
0: And I mean, they really held on to held on to their held on to the sheet, They really held on. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, kind of made themselves proud wearing that. Well that like I think, it was an excellent uh, defensive display from Chompshitpur. Better than yeah. attack, I think the defense was uh,
1: perhaps the best I've seen this yeah. season from them. From what I was watching, like one of the things which was standing out was how Owen Koya literally through the second half, he's just like shouting out instructions. Like you could hear him. <laughs> you could hear him, right? Like, like Stephen, come back, come back, like you know, do this, do that. <laughs> And he's, he was literally like a 12th man, like, you know, uh, driving the team on, like, because it, it's like, again, like, they have, they, in, in some way like, they even out the uh, advantage, the man- disadvantage which they had. Mm-hmm. And with, with Owen Coyle's team, I think, like, that's what, like, you also mentioned earlier, right, like, how they made it difficult for for Mumbai to play uh, their style of game. And I think that's what, I think, they, this Jamshedpur under Coyle can do this season, where, they will disrupt the top teams. Whereas, like, mm. they are struggling to break down teams, but teams which like to play football, I think they, they mm. struggle against uh, Jamshed course energy, I feel And intensity. It was
0: similar to what he did at Chennai last season as well, yeah. right? He wasn't... It's very similar how he took the fight to the opposition and letting the opposition, you know, run its course. Mm. I think he's a coach who... kind of does his, his analysis of the game is in such a manner that he actually finds the thing that the opposition enjoys the most and then screws it up for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. he knows that Bombay City loves to attack and they want to play on the counter. But he yeah. just shut out. I mean, he, he, his formation as such and
1: his play positioning or such, he just shut out the room for them. Yeah. I think that was... Uh, and they don't, do the it, and they, they don't do it in a dull way. Like That's what is uh, calls Coil's uh, ISL season exciting. Uh, ISL not season, but his stint so far. Like uh, at Chennai, jumps with like they don't play boring football. There's a lot of excitement. They he gets his tactics spot on in most games. Yeah, mm. but uh, again, like I think uh, they are unbeaten in five games so far. But they will need to like start uh, turning those draws into wins. Otherwise, they'll have to like, yeah. play a lot of catch up going into the next few games.
0: Correct. Yeah, they only got seven points in six matches, mm. and are seventh on the table, while Mumbai remain on top. With uh, 13 points from six games. But they could be dislodged today if uh, ATK Mohan Bagan beats Goa by three or more goals. So that would be interesting to see. And yeah, of course, the Mumbai also remained undefeated in the last five matches. So things are still looking well for, yeah. for the better side. Mm-hmm. But one thing and I want to talk about is uh, during the Jamshedpur game, like how I was talking about how um, um, Aridan Santana has been a calming presence. For Hyderabad FC up front, and how he's been encouraging and he's been supportive of his Indian players. I think even Jamshitpur... have a few young youngsters in their likes, but I've noticed how Nerej's Vasquez just hates it when he doesn't get the ball. <laughs> like when it's, anybody else takes a shot, Vasquez is the first person to yell, and the way he yells is like it's almost like he's stolen his food. Like <laughs> it's it's, a, it's such an angry yell, and he's just <laughs> so disturbed and annoyed
1: but <laughs> Typical striker, right? <laughs>
0: Typical, selfish, I want the goal striker. And you could see, I mean, you know, initially the first 28 minutes, at least they had a chance. But once uh, uh, Mondo was sent off, you could see how bummed he was. Because he he was looking good. He was looking really good in the opening, in the opening half at least. And then after that, you realize that, you know, he, his supply was lessening, obviously. Because jamshedpur had to put more men at the back. And then, <laughs> you could tell, anytime there was a shot, anytime anybody else walk, uh, made their way towards the opposition attacking third, he wanted the ball at his
1: feet. <laughs> if not, he was pissed. Like even I, I was, I been I, I noticed in the in the second game of the season. But like I think, like he is someone who is earning that right as a striker, considering what he has done at Chennai and even what he's doing yeah. at Jamshedpur. Like he is getting, uh, if I'm not wrong, he has scored the most number of goals since last season. He's, he's well, he's mm-hmm. two goals ahead of uh, Roy Krishna. Yeah. Both had fifteen last season, and uh, now vasquez has six, whereas uh, Krishna has four. He is leading the way and earning that right to, like you know, be the main man who gets gets you the goal because his conversion rate so far has been really good. Whatever chance comes his way, like he manages to uh, get that. Like he, he actually could have got the goal as well, right? Like in the last game, uh, but he was well off. So, Offset, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, take nothing away from him. That's right.
1: He's been a phenomenal striker who makes
0: even half chances. He converts even half chances that he gets. That's really, that's really true. I mean, he makes up, I think, for his um, slightly not so pleasurable to the eye behavior on the pitch with his goals. So, I mean, I think kind of makes up for it with that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Vasquez has been in fine form. Six goals so far. And clearly continuing where he left off last season. And that takes us to our next uh, game for discussion, which
1: is the Northeast vs Chennai FC game, which ended in a nil draw. Not much to <laughs> speak about it. We, we were discussing uh, when the match was happening. This is the most like dullest second half I have seen this season. Uh, there was hardly anything happening. And so to be fair, Chennai didn't have their creative players. Rafael Cribalaro didn't play the whole game. He was rested, and uh, even though he was on the bench. I don't know. Uh, Last seemed to have uh, maybe have settled for the point. Even when, like, when he named the lineup, there was uh, mm. uh, Deepak Tangri and uh, uh, and Edwin Wanspal who uh, Wonspal, okay. started as the uh, three midfielders, and they have their own strengths. But creative uh, creating chances for the team is not something which they have uh, they do mm. well. And German breed for all the, the industry. Uh, all the energy he has, there is something lacking in him because I'm still not sure what is his strong foot like. He he can get make those simple passes right, but like I've never seen him like get a shot right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, the creative presence was lacking for Chenin. They couldn't. They were looking for those long balls to Chante, but then North East uh, United shut down that uh, left flank. Mite and uh, Ashutosh, they double-teamed on him. Jerry, whenever he tried to get the ball done, they were letting him do that. So that's it. Like, Chenin's uh, creative outlet was shut because we saw what he was doing in the matches against Bengaluru, against uh, uh, Mumbai City, right? Like, he, he was the biggest threat for the opposition. And Chan yeah. did has Undoubtedly, yeah, yeah. yeah. and, 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 and Kribalaro is also not there. Chante is the only guy you are going to get the ball to. Right. And, uh, yeah, Chanti, to be fair, should have scored the happen. That's something which we have been repeated. Mm. in a broken record in this last year that, like, he gets into good positions, but he makes those runs, but he doesn't get those finishes. And, uh, so, yeah, if he had scored that goal, then maybe Chen- Chennai would have been uh, what how, they are now three, three points. No, four points, right? No, five points. With five points, five. Yeah, points from five games. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, they could have had a couple of more points. They now it seems like mm-hmm. their chances of like making the playoffs. Although early days, they need to like get those yeah. wins going. Now they don't have uh, Isma. Isma, who's injured? which but thankfully for them, Aniru Thapa is back and uh should be back again. They have a uh, one, few more days to go yeah. until they uh, play the next game. So, they should be back to start again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Chennai actually have another two days. I think that uh, they play um, um, Goa on the 19th, which is in three days from now. But a couple of positives for them will be the fact that Aniru Thapa is back and um, uh, that Rafael Krivala has not been injured. So, in the post-match conference, uh, uh, Sabah Laszlo actually um, clarified that he was arresting him. Because he played all the matches prior to that. And that he wasn't carrying an injury. So, that's a, that's a bit of good news for them. And hopefully, you know, they can break their um,
1: four-match uh, winless run
0: yeah. uh, when they
1: take on Goa. A word on North Like, what do you think? Like, they have… They are unbeaten still. Like, they are a hard team to beat. which Which is good. Like, yeah… They, they just they racked up like two. Yeah, the league, they've got very very interesting squad.
0: They got the youngest captain in the league. They got things going their way, but I think they've just struggled when it comes to uh, finding the goals in the last couple of games. Like even the previous game, they just managed to sneak through, right? Like after beating um, uh, SC's Bengal two zero, they just about managed to uh, get a draw with uh, Bangalore uh, FC as well. And I mean, yeah, the last two games haven't been um, what we thought how they would play it out. Because you okay. know they look
1: really... They look. Yeah, because I think Chennai were there for the taking for Northeast, right? Because uh, it was their designated home game. They don't have TAPA. Hmm. They don't have uh, uh, Rafael Krivillaro, Isma, Enes Sipović. Okay. Like, the, most of you are starting 11. Their best players are not there. So, Chennai were there taking and to be fair, they did have some chances and they could have nicked a victory, but it just felt like they didn't take the initiative to get the win. That's what was... Yeah, the early, purely based on last game, I'd say North East,
0: um, um were the losers. It was their game for the taking. Mm. Chennai, you know, uh, um, were without 4 of the regular starting 11, which is essentially almost 35-40% um, uh, of the team to not have four of the main starters. The game, the onus was on Northeast to actually go ahead and, you know, uh, take all three points. But the fact that you mm. can also look at it from the perspective of Chennai kept them quiet as well. Like Northeast did have the ch- uh, fair share of chances. Not too many, but a fair share of chances. But um, Chennai managed to keep them quiet. Mm. And um, I would not decide, not to not in any way to um, favor Chennai, but I would actually say that they had, um, they looked the better side. They created the chances that were easier uh, to goal. And it was just the fact that they couldn't convert them. Like, Changte mm-hmm. had that great chance. And even I think Thapa had a chance to shoot towards the Yeah, of the I, I think Toysing came in his way. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's so, what. Yeah, even even Shaab spoke about it in the, in the game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean,
0: they did have their moments of uh, moments of brilliance. But it's just, I don't know. It's been the case in multiple games when you've seen these draws where Chances just go begging and this is just another example of the same.
1: Yeah.
0: And who else have we missed out? Oh, yes. Orusha misses Goa. Goa managed the 1-0 win. Which was the game that I think the hero of the match was undoubtedly Arshdeep Singh, the Orusha yeah. keeper. He was absolutely incredible between the stakes. How many saves he produced that game it was just incredible Eight. to see him <laughs> make save after save. Eight saves, right? And yeah. Incredible. Like, to keep out uh, artist who's, who's letting one rip every... Eight minutes, like, hmm. like add will Like I'm okay. I'm walking into the attacking third now. Now uh, I've got yeah. the ball here. I'm gonna shoot. And every single time, for Arshdeep to make those saves was, I think, incredible. Very heartening performance. But their attack continues to uh,
1: disappoint. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I think Marcelino didn't play the last game as well. Right? Like he's not sure. right. Yeah. Now injury related or if there is something going uh going wrong, but going on behind the scenes because we saw a tweet by Marcelino addressing some rumours about there being a rift between himself and uh, the coach and yeah yeah like Arshan like, even in the previous game
0: after the match got over uh, he was uh, the coach um, Stuart Baxter was asked by one of the commentators presenters actually about uh, Marcelino asking if he was a bigger problem for the team than the opposition <laughs> and Baxter said you know that uh, on that, on that day when uh, Odisha was trailing, they didn't have a chance to really bring um, Marcelini on and that he wouldn't have uh, really um, done much for them given the time and the position they were in trailing. But he also said that, you know, that even though we like his style and we love his uh, skills, to weave him into the fabric of the team is quite hard. So, um, I'm not sure if that's some veiled meaning there uh, or is it just the fact that it doesn't fit in? But he also hinted that, you know, Marcinho is not fully fit and can't play there, can't play 90 minutes. And two days later, for us to see Marcinho put out a statement on Twitter and so on Facebook as well, saying that, you know, there have been reports about um, a fallout between me and the coach, but there's nothing of the sort. And it was a personal discussion. It, I mean, it obviously appears that there's more than what meets the eye. But I think this is just one of those, probably it's one of those um, little spats that just got leaked and probably blown,
1: blown up proportion. Yeah. I mean, we probably yeah. be able to tell when Odisha plays again. Yeah. <laughs> if Marseille <laughs> makes the starting level or not. Which is the next game, uh, the, the one after 80K Mohan Bagan, the FC Goa, where they're facing FC Bengaluru. And, uh, yep. again, like, I think one of the takeaways from this game was FC Goa's Otis, uh, Horkyo uh, mm-hmm. like? He's added so much... Uh, a new dimension into this uh, FC Goa's attacking side. Because in the last couple of years, they have not had a foreign winger. Because they mm. Koro and uh, Bumu, as a striker and Bumu as a number 10. And it's the Indians who are usually the wingers in most teams and in FC Goa as well. But Otis, coming as a striker, uh, sorry, coming mm. as a winger he's adding adding something more uh, to this team in terms of the dribbles, the shots he's taken. He's taken the most number of shots this season. He's yeah. actually had the most number of dribbles this season. and Very true. He's mm-hmm. not able to show that uh, in terms of the goals or assists talent. But like, uh, trust me, they're going to come. If it weren't for Ar- Arshadip heroics, uh, mm. he could have had a hat-trick in the last game. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Otis has been one of the best players for Goa this season. and. I-
0: like I said earlier, like his ability to just um, to shoot from anywhere virtually and still find the target I think makes him um, one of their key players. And I think it'd be really exciting to see how he fares against ATK Mohan Bagan's defence which features some of the best defenders we've seen like um, including Sandeer Jingan and Tiri mm. and Pritham Kotal and Prabir Das. So it should be really yeah. interesting to see how he fares against them. And I mean, th- those were all the big clashes. And then of course we have a couple of games from last week which was ATK Mohan Bagan's 1-1 uh, draw with um, Hyderabad which was in a sense once again a great defensive display from Hyderabad yeah. having only uh, two foreigners on the pitch it was great showed a lot of heart there to actually hold on uh, uh, to, to, to to keep uh, ATK Mohan Bagan in check and you know uh, it was only the second time in the season that ATK Mohan Bagan dropped points and Bagan despite having a full strength squad actually was kept quiet by yeah. Hyderabad
1: and we spoke about we spoke about what how Hyderabad have been good early on, and ATK mm. again like this this when teams take the ga- uh, game to them, they mm. them they deny them uh, the opportunity to play. Like you know when, when you are harried into making mistakes and ATK yeah ATK Mohanbagan they put up a stinker, and uh, if it weren't for Manveer Singh, like, who has been, like, yeah. this season. A, a, a dash of brilliance from him, like, you know, uh, which, like, I'm, like, it's really endearing to see, like, uh, what he's doing for this ATK Mohan Bagan uh, side. Yeah, but apart from that, like, I'm not sure, like, what else I can uh, take away from this game for in, in ATK Mohan Bagan. So,
0: yeah. yeah, I think Manveer was the the talking point of that game. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, Hyderabad FC's uh, engaging performance was very, very good. I think it was very, once again, like we have touched upon this earlier as well. We began with Hyderabad FC and we just can't stop, stop talking about them because they've actually been very worthy of conversation so far. And then we tra- we tracked back to East Bengal's golden star with Jamshedpur, which saw two players sent off, one from each team. East yeah. Bengal um, were down to 10 men in the 24th minute itself when Eugene Lindo was um, sent for an early shower. For two yellow cards, which again critics are plenty, have pointed out that Lingdo didn't deserve a second yellow. It wasn't as her, she went for the ball,
1: but I still did, I, I don't know managed to catch a replay of it, but I couldn't make much out of it. Like I didn't see the halftime well so not <laughs> I don't know what how much I can comment comment on that.
0: I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's just been that with East Bengal, hasn't it been this season? It's just been that divisions somehow just tend to go against them. Mm. Clearly, it's been happening for a while and Robbie Fowler has been very vocal about it. He's somebody who doesn't like to mince his words at all. Yeah. He's been very vocal about the fact that the just haven't gone his team's way. Mm. And this was just another example. And But I mean, credit to them, they did actually fairly well against Urbjan Trivpur, who we spoke about earlier. Coyle's men, Oval Coyle's team, you know, which takes the fight to the opponent. They did really well to actually keep him quiet. They had everybody. I mean, Jamshedpur once again featured the strongest lineup, Vasquez, Anike Jodov, and William Landon, Feller, leading their attack. But yes, I mean, and Mondro and Alex Lima, everyone, Peter Hartley, Steven they had a proper team. They're virtually their best level. But the fact that East Bengal kept them quiet there and um, actually held on for a draw was good credit to them. That was the first point in the eyes of the season. That was... Um, well, a slight morale booster for them, if anything, to get their first points. But then, I think um, yesterday's loss to, East would have, uh, sorry, to Hyderabad, which is, have deflated their little morale that they had picked, gathered from there. And tracking back to the last game from the previous match week, which was uh, Mumbai City FC's 2-1 win over Chennai NFC, which was, again, a game riddled with multiple refereeing errors, which a couple of them were glaring, couple of them were okay, not too bad. But... Was the talk of the town undoubtedly, and Mumbai yeah. managed to take home all three points
1: on that day. It was it was my off day, and I I couldn't watch the first half. But then I was reading a lot about like how uh, Chennai were the better team, and uh, then I saw the second half in glimpses. Like uh, I was catching it on my phone, and two two mm-hmm. I managed to catch those two penalties and the winning goal from LaFondra. Not, not the two penalties, the two penalty shouts which didn't go Chennai's way. One was mm-hmm. how Fatulo was brought down by Jahu. And uh, a yeah. few minutes later, Jahu again, like, he kicks the Rafael Krivillaro instead of the ball. But the referee was behind him. But, like, it's, at least the assistant should have spotted that, right? Like, mm-hmm. fair enough, the referee couldn't have seen it. But that's why the assistant is there on the other side to, like, spot these errors. Mm-hmm. But, like, Jahu got away <laughs> with the murder there. Like, you know, he, sh- he should have uh, had... He probably shouldn't have finished the game, to be honest. But yeah, no, that, that beats me. Honestly, how Jahu escaped without a booking
0: that day just beats me. He didn't even pick up a yellow card. Let alone a red. Wasn't yeah. even a yellow. neither um, penalty was awarded. I think Chennai and FC had another late shout when uh, of fall. Um, so, the ball actually struck his shoulder, I would say. Mm-hmm. Shoulder cap. Wasn't exactly his arm. But that was mm-hmm. a late penalty shot as well for Chennai and FC. And he, he the Chen- first
1: goal, actually. But don't you think Chennai themselves to blame... Like, although, see, again, like, the refereeing did go, didn't go did go their way. Mm. But the chances which they had, don't you think, like, they should have put, put them away? Absolutely. The only goal they scored was from a tap-in. But the other chances, were yeah scored, right? No doubt. No doubt.
0: That was a really easy goal for Sylvester. But, I mean, they had so many other chances that really, really should have been converted. No doubt the fact that they have themselves to blame. Only themselves to blame on this occasion. But also, I mean... That, unfortunately, like, go, uh, uh, Esmal Gonzalez came on and had to be taken off yeah. within, I think, 10 minutes when he pulled his hamstring. And, I mean, that was a bit of an unfortunate incident. But even that the opening goal, that uh, sorry, the equalizer that Mumbai City scored, mm. even that was actually a matter of debate. Because, apparently, the yeah. ball had gone out uh, through, uh, I mean, after touching a Mumbai City player. And then, they were given the throw-in. Yeah. And then, Chennai defence decided to fall asleep. And mm. then, Santana scored, scored the equalizer. So, I mean there were there was a bit of tension around you could see how um Aslo was clearly incensed for the halftime break. He had to go with the referees, he had to go at Lobera. They were they, they were very animated over there. I mean I don't know, we can blame circumstances all we want, but Endo Dre Chennai did not, did not really um, seize the chances that came to him. And I mean a couple of penalty shouts, yes. Well, I think at least one of the two was valid. And Jahu not being booked was uh, quite a glaring thing. But end of the day, I don't know, had they even converted one of their other opportunities if have at least got on a draw? Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think so they, Hopefully now they were good for a draw. I, I, actually, it's very difficult for me to even say that like they were good for a draw. They were good for a win. They should have won the game. But yeah, unfortunate for them, they are uh, trailing uh, in this new season. Because Chenin... We have spoken about it. Like I, even in the start of the season, I spoke to Anil Tapa like mentioning how uh, mm. how Chennai have been slow starters, but then they still managed to get there in the end, either reach the final uh, or want to win the thing, right? But he, mm. he he's like they, they like you know, it's a motivation knowing that like you know they can still manage to pull themselves back from uh, nowhere. But again, that's not something which a team can do every time, right? Like they are bound to like mm. step up. But that they they are conscious of it. But again, that's what is uh, turning out to be. Uh, despite the first uh, match where they won, comf- won against Jamshedpur, things haven't gone their way since then.
0: That's very true. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can see a reversal of fortune soon and get some points on the board. And now this brings us. Now that we've covered all the games, I think this brings us to the comments of the week, rather the best comment of the week. Or the most controversial one, the most talked about yeah. one. And it has to be, yet again, uh, <laughs> awarded to SC's Bengals coach Robbie Fowler. Who um, was clearly distraught after his loss to Hyderabad yesterday. I mean, they considered probably the fastest brace in the ISL's history. Mm-hmm. Uh, two goals in a minute for Raiden Santana. Second goal was an absolute uh, disaster for them. <laughs> uh, Jack Magoma, who the opening goal... Lost the ball as soon as um right after kickoff and then yeah. um normal the answer, ran in ran box and found um Alisson who squared it for who played a defence splitting pass
1: actually yeah. went
0: between three defenders yeah. to uh, Santana who found the back of the net and uh, <laughs> uh, post the game I think Robbie Fowler uh, clearly uh, in a sense said that um, we just weren't good enough and we our concentration levels dipped we need to concentrate for ninety minutes. And then he went on to say that this was a team that was built for the I-League. That was gauged for the I-League. And then we were, you know, um, then we decided to play the ISL. And uh, a couple of the players here actually aren't performing as per, uh, up to the level or other the standards of the ISL. Which I think was a scathing, um summary of his team's performance.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, see, it's, I wouldn't say that like this team was made for the I-League. It's, say, yeah, there was uncertainty in terms of like where they're going to play, but there was always this talk about like, you know, how they are they want to play the ISL, how they're pushing uh, to play the ISL. So, I'm pretty sure the preparation, like the, the players they've got, um, JJ, CK Winnett, Vineet Balwant, those guys wouldn't have joined league, uh, East Bengal, know, knowing that they would play for the I-League, right? They are someone who have played in the ISL the last few seasons, right? Right. So, exactly. yeah, I'm not sure like how he says that this team was built for the I League. He was the one who said in the uh, before the start of the season where he was uh, more than happy with uh, the Indian players in the squad, but now mm. when he's not going his way, when when he's not able to get the best out of them, he feels that like you know these players are these players are not good enough. So I'm again i'm not sure like if uh, those comments are going to like help him uh, in getting turning things around because the players obviously they're not going to be happy right like they're going to start doubting themselves like you know okay am i like finished at this level like how is he going to like motivate them to turn the season around because it's after all it's a legacy club where a lot mm. is expected imagine if it was a not a close league it's yeah. in relegation. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, this is not... Uh, probably not how he should have gone with. But, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, both of his remarks,
0: the earlier one, which said that a lot of Indian players look like they yeah. haven't been coached before. And this one which suggests that, you know, the team was built for the I-League. And a um, couple of players haven't really... uh Lee performing up to the standards of the ISL. And he also said, and I quote, that the recruitments have not been kind on us.
1: Mm.
0: So, I mean, it just appears that he isn't exactly pleased with the team that he has at his disposal, which, I mean, a majority of us actually do think that he's got a really good squad. Like, he's got a very experienced veteran Mm. squad. But, I mean, it just appears that he isn't particularly thrilled (laughs) with the team that he has or the fact that they're unable to really pick up a win. And mm-hmm. uh, probably, I don't know, probably once to see a win or two, probably his opening may change. And his frame uh, of mind may perhaps yeah. change. But until then, I mean, yeah, he's got, he's got multiple hurdles. He's got
1: blow after blow. And... No, at I what point be... will, at what point is he going to like start taking responsibility? <laughs> he's going to talk, take responsibility for this. Like, and then, like, he's going to like run out of things to say, right? Like, uh, he's been almost, he himself says, that like, you know, I I'm, can come here and, like, keep saying the same thing. But, like, at the end of the day, he also, like, take, have to take some responsibility. And, like, the players who are performing on the pitch, like, even if they move it's not going to help help them, like, if the coach is constantly, like, berating them in the post-match response. Can I say that's kind of like a Jose Mourinho thing to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's true. Like, how, that's what Mourinho does, right? Like, he, when things are not going his way, and yeah. if he's not getting the best out of the players, he throws them under the bus like that's what he does. And things invariably go well <laughs> for Mourinho as well when that's the situation. He loses the job. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean at least um, uh, Robbie Fowler has been kind of not named a few players. He's not named, taken any names here.
1: Yeah.
0: But I mean, we hope we can see um, Fowler smiling sometime soon. And he's mm-hmm. been all well made history yesterday by scoring their first goal in the ISL. And we hope SE's Bengal can actually pick up their first one as well in their coming matches. And that well pretty much sums up this episode of the full-time show. And yes, we will be back next week as well. Do check out our website for everything Indian football, for everything ISL. We've got a quiz, we've got a couple of quizzes, we've got FAQs, we've got daily blogs, we've got match reports. We've got really interesting talking points, which is basically a slightly condensed version of whatever we discussed today which is which which could be your takeaways after every day's matches after every day's game and yes we've got a few more quizzes actually lined up and some really interactive stats as well for player yeah. comparison team comparison and for attack versus defense comparisons so make sure you check check them out on our website and we're always open for feedback in case you guys have any questions or comments for us um, please um, do, le- do do let us know in the comments section reach out to us anytime
1: well, on Twitter, social media, at SportsStarWeb. web. That's where you can reach us. You can ha- hashtag with the f- uh, full-time show, asking you questions about the Indian League and we will try to answer them in the next episode. And do subscribe to the full-time show on wherever you listen. Yes, you can always use your
0: support. So yes, please do subscribe. And we will be back next week. Until then, this is Shaman and Ashin signing up.
1: Be hey, safe, guys.